my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that you are doing well wherever you are, and I'm sending you so much love. So on today, we are going to talk a little bit about emotional anchors. So emotional anchors are resources that we can tap into within ourselves whenever we are feeling an emotional distress or a crisis, frustrated, anxious, what have you. And they can be symbols. They can be people. They can be gestures that we do of connecting to our body. But basically, again, they are resources that help us stay calm. And this came up because we were talking in uh, the recovery school or one of my students was talking to the recovery school about wanting to be able to come to a place of calm and confidence when in triggering situations. So if they are in a place where they are feeling kind of dysregulated or thrown off, what can they use to get grounded in the moment? And so, you know, we've talked about other tools before, but emotional anchors is not something that I've talked about here on the podcast. And emotional anchors are so beautiful because they are something that you can do literally within your mind's eye without moving, without anyone having any sign that this is happening. If you're in a situation or a place where that might be dangerous to do, or you might feel it may be dangerous to do, like with a narcissist or something like that, but that you can tap into this in your body. So in this episode, we are going to be, I'm going to be leading you through one type or one example of an emotional anchor. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what are some more examples of that. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. 
Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So when I was practicing therapy, one of the models that I was trained in is EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. And what that means is that it is, or rather, let me just tell you what we would do. We would use your eye movements or something called bilateral stimulation. So maybe tapping back and forth or getting you to move your body back and forth to reprocess a lot of your trauma. So the way that I also explain this is, you know how sometimes you can go to sleep when you're really upset or triggered about something and you wake up and you feel a little bit better? That is because of the rapid eye movement that happens during deep sleep, where your brain gets to process what has been happening and kind of make sense of it. And it leaves your body feeling more relief from the day before. So using that same technique in therapy with a lot of different options and alternatives, right? So in doing that, that type of therapy is was super effective for traumas is one of the top ones for PTSD symptoms and is even complex PTSD. It is not a form of talk therapy where because it allows you to say, okay, I've been struggling with recurring thoughts about this trauma that has happened and I cannot get to the bottom of it. And you can do EMDR with your therapist. And depending on the depth of the trauma and depending on your ability to do EMDR, which I'm going to talk about more in a moment, you can process through some significant traumas that have been troubling you for a long time within a few sessions. If you are with a practitioner that feels safe for you, that knows what they're doing. And again, if you are a good candidate for EMDR. So I would use it for, of course, PTSD and trauma symptoms, but also for negative thoughts that we would find as love addicts, as love avoidance, and people who struggle with love anorexia, the thoughts that plague us and keep us going back to unhealthy situations that make us practice self-doubt, that make it really hard to feel as if we're moving forward to give us credit. So thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I'm not loved. I just have this ache whenever I wake up in the morning and I don't know where it comes from and I don't know where when it starts. You can use EMDR for all of these nameless, big, vague things that have been keeping you stuck. And I love EMDR. And it's one of the things that I miss practicing, you know, especially with me coaching people online and you know, I'm across seas a lot of times or for sure in a different city and definitely across a screen. And so I miss being able to say, OK, let's just knock this out. Let's let's do some EMDR. Let's clear this out in a session and let's let's move forward. So that's why I try to teach other tools that are very similar to that or tell you to go and find a therapist that specializes in it. So why am I telling you all this when it comes to emotional anchors? One of the things that we have to prepare our clients for before we go into doing this is emotional anchors because what EMDR does is it kind of takes you, you're fully fully aware, you're not hypnotized and in a hypnotic state at all. However, in the reprocessing, 
of what's going on, you may have different thoughts and memories come up that are related to the trauma or related to something completely different that you didn't even think had anything to do with it. I remember there was one person or one situation that we were talking about relationships and then a memory about hot dogs came to mind and having hot dogs at an A&W with their father. And the trauma was not related to their father, but you know, the brain connects all of the things that can be triggers to us or all of the sensations and memories that happen in our body, our brain has a map of it. So because you don't know what is connected to and you don't, a lot of times you don't know what's underneath this ache or this pain or this negative self-belief that you just can't shake. You don't know if it is a deeper trauma that you repressed. You don't know if it's a deeper trauma that you thought you were over, but you've just been minimizing it for so long. You need to have an emotional anchor that you can tap into If we get to a place where like, you're like, oh, this is hard and I want to stop this. We need to have an emotional anchor that you can immediately connect to in that moment that's going to provide sunshine and rainbows and relief and safety for you. So they can be things like, what is your happy place? And so we build an emotional connection. We build an emotional resource to where you can imagine your happy place and feel as if you're there and immediately feel safe. And if it's the beach, you know, feel the sand under your toes and feel the warmth on your skin. If it is a fairy tale place, which it was for me, <laughs> like one of like a, like a fantasy location. That was one of my anchors at one point in time. I don't know if I was, if that would still be, it, it would not be my same. It would not be my happy place now. But at one point it was, you know, so it can be anything for sometimes, sometimes for some people it's their childhood bedroom. And for some people it's for sure not their childhood bedroom, it's their adult bedroom. So we build emotional anchors like that. We can build emotional anchors like connections to people who have been like guardian angels to you or mentors or you're a safe person, whether or not they are alive or not. And so bringing up the emotional connection to them and the safety that they bring in your body and what it feels like to be comforted by them and what it feels like to hear their voice and what does it feel like in your body when they smile at you and really, really developing those things so that you, again, can have that safety in your body whenever whenever you're triggered and whenever you're feeling unsafe and that it's not going to be dependent on whether or not someone tells you that they're sorry or whether or not someone calls you back or whether or not you know your boss starts being fair to you that you can be able to have access to those emotional assets whenever you need them so it's really powerful and you use it not only in EMDR if you start to get to a memory that is a little bit deep but everywhere. You know, you can use these emotional anchors and assets at any time, any place. So again, it's a super cool set of skills and tools. Let me say this before you people get really excited to add this to their toolbox. I want to encourage the women who listen to this or the people who listen to this, that if you are a hoarder of healing tools, which looks like you are a sucker for a great book, for a great podcast, for a great new like hack or tool that can help your emotional and mental development. It's amazing that you are so open to this, but also what helps this stuff actually help you get better is to practice the same tools consistently. Sometimes what I've noticed will happen when people are getting started in their healing, or even if they've been healing for a long time, is they, again, will gather and collect and hoard all of these 
new tools and stuff. But then when it comes down to actually working through things, they feel stumped. They feel as if nothing is working for them, which is why they are so prone to looking for new tools and new things because what they have had access to is not hitting the way that it used to or the way that they wanted to. And that's because you keep switching out different tools. You need to find what are your set tools and build that commitment, which is hard for those of us who, you know, are struggle with the intimacy disorder because the intimacy disorder is not only with other people, it's also with ourselves. It's also with us learning how to be present with ourselves and learning how to you know, have conversations with ourselves and and build this vulnerability with ourselves and be able to look at, okay, does this feel good to you? And no, it doesn't. And oh, yucky. Like, what is that? What does that mean about me? And I don't want to deal with that. Like, can I just get something that just works? And so then your thought goes to be like, these other tools just were ineffective, right? I need to find the coach. I need to find the person. I need to find the thing that is going to make this better because obviously it's the tools and it's not me. It's not my inability to be in an emotional connection with myself. And that's not being said in any judgment at all, y'all, because to be in connection with yourself when you've been told your whole life that there's something wrong with you and there's something wrong with your emotions and there's something wrong with you know, when you start to look at those deep parts, that's when people reject you and that's when people abandon you. Of course, you're going to learn to abandon yourself and reject yourself, even if it looks really pretty, even if you're doing it in a very clean, aesthetic way, if you're doing it in a very logical looking way. That's what it is. So go ahead and make a list. If you're one of my students or if you're somebody else's student or someone else's client, or if you have a therapist you've been working with for a little bit or a lot of it that you really like, go ahead and make a list of every single tool that you've been told to do. Gratitude list, tapping, reaching out to a friend and loved one. My people know about the three circles, self-compassion, affirmations, grounding statements, whatever it is that you have heard to do journaling, did I already say that? Drawing, going outside, like whatever it is, big or small, write out a whole list of all those things. And that is your magic toolbox. That is your cheat sheet. And you can add this on top of it, but you need to start practice being consistent with what you have because you have everything you need inside of you. I promise you do. And we have to learn how to give this time to, you know, often when we are trauma survivors, including just emotional trauma. And for those of us, because I know there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are like, well, I wasn't physically abused. I wasn't sexually abused, but everything you're talking about, I relate to like, this is me, but I had a great family. You know, we, you know, my parents stayed together or maybe they didn't, but you know, we had food. They came to my games. You know, we were financially well. I don't know why I feel this way. It's emotional neglect. It is in some way you were not being seen, heard, valued the way that you needed to be. Maybe there were contingencies to it, whatever. But like I was saying, as trauma survivors, we need something to work and we need something to work immediately. So I'm going to flee the situation. I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to explode. I'm going to manipulate. I'm going to people please. I'm going to do whatever I can to get the threat and the overwhelm to go away 
quickly and immediately because this is dangerous. And so sometimes when we look through our mind's eye at these tools that our coaches or our therapists or these people have given us, we're like, first of all, we're like, that ain't going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> You try to think like, okay, instead of me journaling, let me think about journaling. Let me imagine myself journaling. And when that doesn't provide relief, you're like, see, I knew that wouldn't work. Or instead of you practicing self-compassion, you think about, okay, what's going to happen if I practice self-compassion? And then you start to think about, man, you know, like this is hard or last time I tried to be nice to myself, it didn't stick. And so instead of you actually practicing self-compassion, you think about it and you psych yourself out of it. Like this, this is the Jedi stuff that we, the, the bad Jedi, not, not the good Jedi. The Darth Vader, you know, the Anakin, like this, that's how we, we will do these mind tricks on ourselves and convince ourselves that things don't work and lead us to wanting to find something else. And so just do it, do the tools, do the gratitude list, write down 25 things that you're grateful for, sit and write on that paper and stare at that paper and say, I ain't got nothing to be grateful for and struggle and be pissed for an hour. And then see how you feel at the end of it. Like there's, with gratitude, gratitude is one of those really simple ones that you're like, I'm, I'm grateful all the time. And, you know, you'll rattle off one or two things in your brain that you're grateful for and you don't feel immediate relief. And you're like, you know, that's not going to be the right tool. So let me find another one. But y'all, gratitude is so great because it, shifts your mind and the obsession or the rumination of whatever crisis you're going through. And it teaches your mind and it shows your mind that there's more that is bigger than that, that this situation that you're going through, even if it's significant, that is minute and there's so much more available to you. And your brain being able to see that shifts things in your body and provides relief. And you trying to do it in your brain is not the same as writing it down. Also, you, this is the general you, but for anybody that this relates to, you wanting to discount a tool because you already know it or I've already done it or I'm already a grateful person that's not going to work for me, again, are all the ways that we can limit ourselves and stop ourselves from doing something that we may have never done before. Maybe you think you've done it, but maybe you haven't. Or maybe you have done it, but this version of yourself, this level of you, maybe this tool will hit in a different way. Maybe the way that you have learned about yourself, learned about other people, maybe what you have access to inside of you is bigger and more expansive. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe it will work this time, you know. So always try to stay in a place of curiosity and openness because that's what's going to help you move forward, okay? Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So going back to the main topic and tool for today, emotional anchors. Another emotional anchor that you can do is connecting to your highest level version of yourself. And so this is something that is really all the rage right now. It's been around forever, but right now in our time of manifestation and, you know, positive thinking and what you're calling forth and vibes and energy and feminine energy, you know, all that stuff. We often hear about connecting to your highest level version of yourself, you know, making a vision board about who she is and all that stuff. But here's the thing about this and about this being an emotional anchor. Your next level version of yourself, your quantum level version of yourself, your highest level version of yourself, the you you want to be, in other words, is a real person. She's a real person that exists. She is not someone or something that's far off and 10 years down the road and maybe one day, hopefully I get there. She is you. You are her. And what trauma does is it makes us think that everything we're supposed to be and everything that we feel in our gut and our soul that we want to be and aspire to be is something that we have to earn, something we're not worthy of, something that we have but we lost and we can't get it back, something that people will judge us for, like the trauma and what our mind and our body has learned to do to protect us from that trauma has taught us how to detach from that, how to detach from something that is already real and already something that we, that we are in possession of. 
And so part of what healing does, you've heard me say this before, is it's just returning us back to start. Healing is not an adventure where we collect all these coins and collect all this armor to become this great person. What healing is, is stripping away all of the lies, all the gunk, all of the deception, all of the projected shame that people put onto us for us to unveil and see that these dirty rags we've been covered with have been from other people and other things, but we've always been magnificent underneath. We've always had, whether or not you you connect to being covered in armor, like this shiny armor, whether or not you can connect to being in, I don't know, in a giant princess gown, or whether or not you're like me, like I, I want to be Khaleesi underneath, you know, like I want to be <laughs> that royal, that royal presence, but with a little bit of mixture of both, you know, hopefully you're tracking my metaphor, but you have always been this person. And so with that said, that next level version of yourself that you think can be so wise and so confident and so aware, she's already inside of you. So at any time you can access her and get her thoughts, her feelings, her opinions, her her motivations, her wisdom, her ability to say, girl, this is, doesn't even matter. Go ahead and move forward. You have access to that inside of you. I promise you, you do. And so the emotional anchor that I want to lead y'all through today is connecting to the highest level version of yourself so that you can use her as a resource. And please feel free, depending on who's listening to this, change the gender pronoun to what fits best for you, but I'm going to use her throughout the meditation just for simplicity and flow. Connecting to your highest level version of yourself, just like all things in healing is not just mental and not just you thinking and doing a vision board is great and you writing in a journal is great and you making a list of what your goals are, are great. And you need to be able to feel in your body and connect with her in your body because what will happen is if you have spent 30, 40 years of your life being in fight or flight mode, which looks like working all the time is fight or flight mode, which looks like numbing out and not going out for the things that you want, which is fight or flight mode, which looks like over obsessing about relationships as the answer is fight or flight mode, which is being in narcissistic relationships, whether or not it's with a parent or a lover, you are automatically forced in a fight or flight mode. Your body does not automatically know how to relax. And that's important because to be happy and content, that means you have to be comfortable relaxing. That means you have to be comfortable not looking for the other shoe to drop, not looking for the next thread over your shoulder. That means you need to be comfortable learning how to receive. And that next level version of yourself knows how to receive. That next level version of yourself knows how to be happy and to let things be. Your next level version of yourself knows how to balance ambition without using it as a way to distance and detach herself from other people because she's afraid of being emotionally overwhelmed or abandoned or rejected. You get what I'm saying? And so part of your healing is the mental work, is the talking things through, but really is you learning how to let your body, let your nervous system rest into being happy. So the first part of this, this exercise is going to be connecting to your body. 
And if you're anything like me when I first started this work, I was like, I'm fast forwarding that shit. Like, <laughs> like I'm connected to my body. I'm at work listening to this. I ain't got time. And, you know, everyone is welcome to do this work at the pace that they need to and the comfort that they need to. If you are someone where being in your body is scary and uncomfortable for you, if it feels unnecessary, if it feels like a waste of time, if it feels awkward, I get it. I cannot tell you how much I get it. And I want you to do what feels comfortable for you and to trust your process. Don't ever do something because someone else told you to do it and you're just trying to comply. You need to learn how to trust your own intuition and guidance. And sometimes your intuition, what you think is your intuition, is your trauma response. And sometimes your intuition is absolutely your deep inner voice that knows what you need. And the only way that you're going to be able to figure that out is to follow it. But for this exercise, We're going to get you connected to your body first. We're going to get you grounded so that you can hopefully be able to visualize and receive the next level version of yourself. Okay. So this part is going to be about 19 minutes and hopefully that is short enough for those who are multitasking. If you are driving this, don't do this while you're driving. You may be, again, for those of us who are very used to having distractions, you may think, oh, okay, I can, you know, I can be relaxed. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you're big balling, you got a Tesla and you're on auto drive, you know, or you're on cruise control and you're like, I can do this while I'm driving. Your brain is still going to be on. So please don't do this while you're driving. Don't do this while you are walking down your neighborhood either. If you are taking a walk, go ahead and find a bench and sit down. Sit down and be in your body. Be grounded. Stop moving. If you're doing this, if you I know a lot of you listen to this podcast while you're like doing laundry or doing chores or you're working, you know, you're on YouTube and it's playing from the TV, a lot of you have told me, then go ahead and close your office door if you're at work. If you are at your cubicle, you know, ain't nobody paying attention to you. You got your AirPods in anyways. Just go ahead and sit there. And and meditate. Let yourself move through this. If you got kids at the house, go ahead and give them screen time a little bit early. Put that little iPad on. You know, they they'll be okay. They will not lose any brain development from being on the iPad for about 20 minutes. You know, whatever you need to do. If this is an exercise that you want to do, find that time, find that space for yourself. Okay. So that's it. Let's go ahead and jump on in. So in this exercise, we are going to be using the principles of embodiment to help you get in connection with your body, with the resources that you have inside of your body, and helping you build awareness so that you can access it at any time. So we're going to start off this exercise with us getting grounded with us connecting to ourselves, connecting to our breath, and again, getting grounded in this moment. So go ahead and take a deep breath in and hold it, two, three, and exhale, 
two, three. Again, inhale, two, three. And exhale, two, three. Continue to breathe at that pace. Noticing and allowing that with each inhale, it gets deeper. And each exhale, you're able to release a little bit more energy. A little bit more activation. As you continue to breathe at that pace, it's important for you to know that if breathing exercises or embodiment exercises are new to you, it is really common for you to feel really fidgety right now, for you to want to move, for you to be thinking, what is this? This is going to work or even for you to be thinking and trying to anticipate what's going to come next instead of being in your body. These are all common trauma responses that we've learned that it's not safe to be embodied. It's not safe to be connected to ourselves. It's easier for us to be on high alert It's easier for us to feel as if we are in control. And so when things happen that are outside of our control, it feels very dysregulating. It feels very scary and overwhelming. And we want to do everything that we can to get the people or the situation or the circumstances back to where we want it to be. And we'll attempt to overpower, to manipulate, to run away and shut down. to numb out anything to protect us from this hurting us. And again, as you continue to breathe at this pace, I want you to know that embodiment and getting in touch with your body and connecting to resources in your body is so powerful because your body is yours. And in your body, you do have the ability to connect to yourself. Even if you've never done it before. 
So as you continue to breathe, we're going to sink deeper into wherever we are, whatever position you are in, whether or not you are seated, whether or not you're laying down or reclining. Go ahead and allow your body again to rest deeper into that space. If you find that it's hard for you to do because of your anxiety, bring your attention to your breath. Every time you start to get distracted or wonder what's coming next or think I can't do this, notice your breath. What that means is, how does it feel for the air to go inside of your lungs? And how does it feel when it exhales? Is there a sound? Is it light? Is it heavy? Become curious about Am I inhaling through my nose or my mouth? Am I exhaling through my nose or my mouth? And what's the temperature of it? Is it warm? Is it cool? And wherever you are, go ahead and roll your shoulders back, settling deeper into this position. Noticing where your feet touch the ground, if they're touching the ground. Can you wiggle your toes? Are you here? Are you present? Noticing all the places that your body meets the surfaces you're connected to. So can you feel the back of the chair? Can you feel the cushion underneath your bottom? Can you feel the weight of your clothes on you? So in this exercise, we are going to be building an anchor of connection to our highest level self, or at least our next level self. And this is going to be a part of you that you can access at any time you feel distressed, nervous, upset, as a source of comfort for you, right? Even as a source of celebration. So right now in your mind's eye, whatever room that you're in, if your eyes are not already closed, go ahead and close them for me now if you feel comfortable with it, or you may lower your eyes down to the ground, whatever makes you feel the safest. But in your mind, I want you to notice and bring, bring to mind what does your next level self look like? Mm-hmm. 
And notice if she can come into the room with you right now. Notice if they just magically poof and appear. Notice if they come bursting through the door or if they politely knock. Notice if they're sitting next to you or if they're standing across the room. But this is the version of you that you aspire to be. The part of you that you feel that you're doing all of this healing for. The part of you that's free. The one that knows who she is. The one that's confident. And if confidence isn't an issue for you, but maybe holding back your emotions is, this is the version of you that's connected to her feelings. That can let people in to love her. And that she loves freely as well. The version of you that is balanced, available, and connected to her worthiness. In this room, notice how she stands. Notice what she's wearing. And notice what is she saying to you? Does she have a sense of humor? Is she thoughtful and deep? Is she connected to what you're feeling right now? And she reaches over and holds your hand. And notice how you feel to be around her. Do you feel lighter and open? Do you feel intimidated or ashamed? However you feel, ask her what she thinks about you. Who does she think that you are? What advice does she have for you right now? Is she looking at you with judgment? Or is she looking at you with knowing compassion? Is she holding space for where you are right now? 
whatever it is that you may be dealing with right now, big or small, whether it's a crisis or just you're trying to make a decision on your next step, a job, a volunteer opportunity, an investment, a conflict with a parent, a sibling, a romantic partner. Turn to your higher self and ask her, what does she think about this situation? What does she tell you? And notice if you're able to receive what she says. Even if it's difficult, whether or not it requires you to make a hard next step or it feels so positive and good, it's difficult for you to receive. Notice this as a source that you can trust. Do you feel as if you can trust her? Now, if you haven't already, if this feels as if she is a source that you can trust, that she is someone whose confidence, openness, beauty, and expansion is something that you want, Ask her if she can continue to be a resource to you. If you can continue to reach out to her whenever you need. And if your higher self is anything like my higher self, she'll Say yes, but she may also turn to you and say, girl, I'm always here. I'm always within you. I am you. I am you. You are me. And you have everything you need inside of you. You just have to believe that you do. And be ready to embrace it, even if it's scary. So notice what it feels like to receive that love from your highest self. Where do you feel that in your body? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your legs and your arms? Does it feel warm or cool? Is there a throbbing sensation somewhere? Does it 
as I feel as if there's a weight that's been lifted somewhere, tension released? Or is there more tension in a certain place of your body? Notice where you feel those sensations. And if there's an emotion attached, whether it be love, happiness, confidence, warmth. And know that you can access these same feelings that connecting to this part of yourself has given you at any time. By tracking what this feels like in your body, where do you feel the warmth? Where do you feel the compassion? Where do you feel the comfort? At any time, you can access her, either through your mind's eye or by connecting to these parts of your body. Again, she is you, and you are her, and you have everything you need inside of you. So go ahead and take a few more deep breaths. And exhale. And inhale again. And exhale. And whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and come back to this space. So I hope that you enjoyed that meditation. I hope that you were able to connect to that next level version of yourself. If you had any difficulty, that's totally okay. There may be some inner child work that you can do. There may be some self-belief work to be able to receive a, a next level version of you that is good, that is abundant, that is something that that you deserve. And so bring that to your therapist, bring that to your coach. Of course, if you're one of my recovery school students, come in the community. It is available for you there or support is available for you there. But yeah, would love, would love to support you or I hope that you find the support that, that you need when it comes to that. Before we end the podcast though, I want to share that if you wanted to use this emotional anchor with a loved one or someone who is currently a safe space or was in the past, someone who was tangible to you, then you would follow the same process of getting grounded. But what I would lead you to do is to think of a memory of them, a memory when you felt really happy with them and to imagine it, imagine where you were, imagine what you were wearing, what they were wearing, what their face looked like, what were they doing? What did they say to you? And imagine all the places that that gets activated in your body. What does it feel like? And where do you feel that in your body? And for it to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's what I would lead you through. And so I encourage you that if that resonates for you, for you to use that, I will, I've already promised to make that meditation for the recovery school students. So when that is available in the community or when that's available in the curriculum, I will post it in the community so that you can access that. 
For any students who are Recovery School alumni, just as a reminder, any updates that I make to the program and any happenings, I post them in a community because there are lots of updates and there are lots of things that happen and uh, do not want to emotionally, emotionally, I do not want to overwhelm anyone's email box inbox. I ain't trying to get unsubscribed for over there, especially if there's something that you may need to know. So we post it in a community. So you can check in there every once in a while, even if you have moved on, if you just want to know what's new and what's updated. And you also always have lifetime access. There was some kind of glitch that happened in Teachable and some people were booted out and it's really weird. So if you're one of the people that we miss, we try to give everybody back access that that happened to. If you're one of the people that we miss, please let us know. Please email us at support at blackgirlsheal.org. You know, we, I have created this program for it to be a lifetime resource for you. So as I continue to add things like I'm going to add this, I want you to be able to to use it and refer back to it if you need it. And if you don't need it, then that's totally fine as well. But just know that that is available for you and it should be available for you. And for those who are interested in what is the recovery school, it is my coaching program where I help women go from love addicted to love balanced, love avoidant to love available and love deprived to feeling their love worthiness. And so you work at it on your own pace and I put in all the tools and curriculum that I teach here and more in that program for you to use and to grow. And you have access to our community of other women who've gone through the program as well for feedback, for advice and for support. So you can learn more about that by going to therecoveryschool.com and joining us there. So that's it for now. I'm sending you all love as always, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.